0: From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. The Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has just returned from two international summits, but Australia's diplomatic standing is worse than ever. His handling of a $100 billion submarine contract has created tension with both France and the United States, two traditional allies, and he's also been accused by his predecessor of being a serial liar. Today, columnist for The Saturday Paper, Paul Bongiorno, on Scott Morrison's damaged international standing and the impact it has on Australia. It's Friday, November 5. Paul... The diplomatic crisis between Australia and France seems to have dramatically escalated this week. So how serious has the situation become?
1: Ruby, this started out as a high-level strategic challenge for Prime Minister Scott Morrison. But in recent days, it's turned into the biggest diplomatic crisis Australia's faced probably since the Second World War. It risks permanently damaging our relationship not only with France but also, and more importantly, the United States, given the clumsy way the government has handled it so far. And the concern here is, Ruby, that because Morrison has fumbled it every step of the way, it could get even worse.
0: Mm, OK, and so this all began, Paul, with a dispute about our submarine deal with France, is that right?
1: Yes, that's, that's right. The background here is that when Malcolm Turnbull was Prime Minister back in 2016... He struck a $90 billion deal with the French to upgrade Australia's submarine fleet. We were going to replace our Collins class subs with a French designed diesel powered version of their nuclear Barracuda submarines. But then, fast forward to this year. In early September, Scott Morrison announced he was scrapping the deal with the French.
0: The first major initiative of AUKUS. Will be to deliver a nuclear powered submarine fleet for Australia.
1: In favor of building a fleet of American or British nuclear submarines as part of a new military pact known as AUKUS. Thank you, Boris. And I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. Thank you very much, pal. Appreciate it, Mr. Prime Minister. Well, that sparked a furious response from the French government. C'est vraiment, bon français, uh, un coup dans le dos. Its foreign minister accused Australia of stabbing France in the back. avions établi avec l'Australie
2: une relation de confiance. confiance est
0: So that was back in September. Since then, things have been quiet on the submarine deal front. But then this week, we had world leaders gathering in Rome for the G20, and that's where things seem to have kicked off again. So what happened?
1: Well, a lot. As well as sparking a diplomatic rift with Australia, the submarine deal has also impacted the United States' relationship with France. For the first time in 250 years, Paris withdrew its ambassador from Washington in a stinging protest. And in Rome, in front of the TV cameras, President Biden went out of his way to eat humble pie and patch things up with the French. I think... um, What happened uh, was, to use an English phrase, what we did was clumsy. It was not done with a lot of grace. At a joint news conference with Macron, Biden admitted the way the announcement was handled was clumsy and graceless.
0: I was under the impression
1: that um, France had been informed long before that the deal was not going through. I honest to God, I did not know you had not been He said that he was under the impression that France had been informed long before that the deal would not come through. It did look like he was shifting all of the blame here to Australia.
0: Mm. Okay, so Joe Biden was attempting to somewhat humbly apologise, but it seems like in doing so, he's thrown Australia under the bus. So how did our government react?
1: (laughs) Well, curiously, Ruby, if I can put it that way, just one day after Biden seemed to suggest it was all Australia's fault, a story appeared in the Australian newspaper implying it was Biden who was lying. The story was about a confidential 15-page document negotiated in secret between the US, the United Kingdom and Australia that made it clear they all agreed Australia would tell France on the day the deal was to be announced that the $90 billion contract was going to be scrapped. The story cited a source in Canberra saying everything was timed and understood completely, and Ruby had have to say no prizes for guessing who that source might be. The release of this highly confidential document is without doubt Morrison retaliating after Biden's comments. And seasoned defence experts in Canberra are gobsmacked. One told me the White House would be appalled by this breach of trust in releasing a highly confidential document to damage the president of our biggest, most important ally.
0: Okay, and so somehow Australia has managed to get itself into this situation, Paul, where we're in conflict with the US. This began with France, though. It was the French who were annoyed about this cancelled submarine deal. So what is the latest with that relationship? It seems like things haven't been going well there either. So can you tell me about what's been happening between Scott Morrison and the French president, Emmanuel Macron?
1: Well, the situation, Ruby, has gotten even worse.
0: Do you think he lied to you?
1: President Macron was asked directly in Rome by Australian journalists about whether he thought Morrison had lied to him by not disclosing he was secretly negotiating with the United States to nix Australia's deal with France. I don't think, I know. He responded, I don't think, I know. It was an extraordinary response, an incumbent president accusing the Australian Prime Minister of lying at a global summit. Can you trust Scott Morrison again? Can, can you trust
2: Scott Morrison? We discussed. I'm, I, I do tr- respect. Can you trust him, though? I mean, we will we will see what he will deliver.
0: And so, how did Scott Morrison respond to this accusation that he had lied?
1: Well, there's a pattern. It was a similar strategy to that used in response to Biden. He leaked, but this time he did something unprecedented. He leaked private text messages between himself and President Macron. And then Ruby, all hell broke loose.
0: We'll be back in a moment.
2: For Sloane Crosley, writing about the loss of a friend may not have provided catharsis, but it did allow for the possibility of a better ending. Like, you have this amazing meal that's this friendship, and then you have a really, 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 really bad dessert with shards of glass in it. And then, like, the book is like, you know, those little chunks of chocolate that come with the bill. I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get
1: your podcasts. As a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post – a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points. Sign up today at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters.
0: Paul, it seems highly unusual that a private text message between the Prime Minister Scott Morrison and his French counterpart would be leaked to the public. What exactly did the text message say?
1: So Morrison had been trying to set up a phone call with Macron a couple of days before the scrapping of the submarine deal was to be announced. He wasn't able to get on the phone, but Macron replied via text saying, should I expect good or bad news for our joint submarine ambitions?
0: Right, OK. And so what is Scott Morrison's office hoping to prove by leaking that message, Paul?
1: So the text is supposed to prove that Macron knew what was coming that the submarine deal with the French was a no-go. But, Ruby, the text really did no such thing. Rather, it showed that Macron didn't know what was happening to our, quote, joint submarine ambitions, hence the question, good news or bad news. The reaction from the French to the leak was furious. Midweek at the National Press Club, the recently returned French ambassador Jean-Pierre Thibault was scathing in his reaction to Morrison's leaking of a personal text message.
2: The second thing concerning the leaks, this is an unprecedented new law in terms of how to proceed, and also in terms of truth and trust.
1: Bolsch said it was an unprecedented new low. You don't behave like this. On personal exchanges of
2: leaders who are allies. But maybe it's just a confirmation that we were never seen as an ally.
1: And if those leaks are Australia's answer to Macron's claims of lying, then it is, quote, sad. But doing so
2: also sends a very worrying signal for all end of states. Beware, <laughs> in Australia there will be leaks. And what you say in confidence to your partners will be eventually used and weaponized against you one day. Mm.
0: It's a pretty scathing, although perhaps fair, response from the French. So how is Scott Morrison defending the tactic?
1: Well, Morrison tried to dodge specific questions about it. He was asked directly if the leak came from his office... Randy gave a complete non-answer.
2: It's important now that we all just move on,
1: frankly. But it obviously came from him. It was his phone and it suited his domestic political interests. And throughout all of this, Scott Morrison just keeps coming back to the same refrain, saying everything he's doing is in Australia's national interest. And I wanted to tell him personally that we'd formed that decision because in correspondence, as well as my own messages, I'd made it very clear that uh, at the end of the day, Australia's national interest was going to determine our decision. And it did.
0: And I guess that is the big question here, Paul, because all of this tit-for-tat, it feels very high school. But this is actually an issue about Australia's national security, its nuclear-armed submarines and Nearly $100 billion worth of taxpayer money. So, is anything in this dispute really in our national interest? And if not, what is this all about?
1: Well, Malcolm Turnbull, the Prime Minister who originally signed off on the French deal, is in no doubt that this has undermined Australia's national interest. Scott has always had a reputation for telling lies. I mean, this is a shocking, shocking conduct, Scott Morrison. And he... he personally accused Morrison of being an habitual liar and sacrificing the country's reputation. Tell you what Scott Morrison has done. He has sacrificed Australian honour, Australian security and Australian sovereignty. Look, I have to say, Ruby, that Morrison's approach to this diplomatic crisis in many ways parallels the way he's handled Australia's response to the climate crisis. It looks inept And it sounds dishonest. The bulk of Morrison's boasting in his upbeat address to the summit was a fanciful optimism that either unproven or as yet non-existent technology will save the planet by 2050 and really Australia doesn't have to do much more about it. Now, whether this palpable loss of credibility on the world stage and with hitherto trusted allies translates into voters losing trust in Scott Morrison's incompetent and do-nothing government, well, we'll find that out when he faces the voters in a few months' time. Mm.
0: Paul, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, Ruby. Bye.
0: With award-winning news coverage and reviews, the Saturday paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday Paper. No hot takes. Also in the news today, in a landmark ruling, the Fair Work Commission has declared that all farm workers will now receive minimum wage. The ruling effectively abolishes peace rates, where workers are paid according to the amount that they pick. The commission found the current system meant that some workers were paid as little as $3 an hour. And Alan Jones has been dumped by Sky News. The former radio shock jock announced on Facebook that Sky Management had not renewed his television contract. Earlier this year, the Sky News YouTube channel was temporarily banned after a number of misleading statements were made by Alan Jones about COVID-19. 7am is a daily show from The Monthly and The Saturday Paper. It's produced by Elle Marsh, Cara Jensen-McKinnon, Anu Hasbold and Alex Gow. Our senior producer is Ruby Schwartz and our technical producer is Atticus Basto. Brian Compo mixes the show. Our editor is Osman Faruqi. Eric Jensen is our editor-in-chief. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. I'm Ruby Jones. See you next week.